I used to use the guilt from drinking to make me feel motivated about training. So I'd be like, oh yeah, I can drink Pinot Noir, cup, you know, bottle, two bottle, three bottles, no problem. Eat dinner, go to sleep, wake up 5 a.m., train like an animal. Well, what's the problem? No problem. Where's the problem? I don't see a problem. You could train hungover? Oh yeah, like an animal. Yeah. I feel like I can rule the world. I know I could be what I want to. Yeah, man, we're live. We just we get things going, and I can kind of fill you in. Um, you probably don't know anything about who we are, do you? No, but that's not unusual. I I don't know much about anything, really. <laughs> Good. Hey, same. I mean, I, I've 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 learned about you. I mean, I've you're I, I I've uh, this podcast is called My First Million. So basically, I owned um, a, a fairly successful and big media company that I sold. And one of our products was this uh, podcast, and it's listened to by millions of people a month. And it's mostly a business podcast. Uh, okay. I'm like a I'm a health nut and a health nerd. I was a former college athlete, so I'm going to talk to you all about like uh, layered superfood and some of your businesses and stuff like that. That's where we're going to spend most of the time. But the reason why I wanted to have you on was because we have people. We normally don't have guests. Normally, it's my co-host Sean who's not here. And someone was asking us, like, who's your dream guest? And I was like, man, Laird Hamilton, that's who I want. And they were like, why? And I was like, he, I had my description as to why I liked you best. But you said it in another interview a while back. You said something like, your life is like a wheel and like business is one spoke. Health is another spoke. Uh, relationships is another one. And like, there's all these spokes and like, they all have to be nice in order to make this whole wheel work. And I was like, Oh, man, that describes best why I like you because you know, I, I like making money. I like being fit. I like having a lovely, lovely relationship with my wife. I like doing all this stuff. And so uh, I'm pumped to talk to you. This is a uh, I'm normally never nervous to talk to anyone. But you're like when the first maybe you're you and Andrew Huberman made me nervous to talk to because like, I like I admire you guys and I uh, look up to you guys. Well, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for that. I was talking to some friends, telling them how uh, I'm pumped that you're coming on. And most people know who you are. But then for the people who don't, I was, I was like, well, you know, he's done a lot of things. So I don't even know how to describe you. I was like, he started as like a surfer and then like a big wave surfer, then did some modeling. And I, I always told my friends, I'm like, he's a hunk. You probably recognize his face. He's, he's a hunk. His face is all over. Like, because you, you're, you, you, you like, represented this quintessential surfer but then you uh evolved where you and your wife now are, are quite popular because you guys have this almost zen-like attitude and so a lot of people like like me i i turn to you just to hear like what's your advice on living you've also started um layered superfood you have another uh fitness brand what what do you like what would you say is uh like where are you now and how do you kind of describe yourself in, in a sentence or two as to kind of your professional existence i always you know Cause I, cause of Hawaii, the way we grew up, there was a lot of, you know, there's a, there's, I would say segregation, but I think there's a lot of, just a lot of friction because you have all these different cultures. And, and I, so my favorite description is somebody goes, well, you know, like, where are you from or something? And I go, well, I'm a human from earth. So I'm a human from earth. And if you're something different, then when, then we should probably sit down and have an incredible conversation, but otherwise let's get past that and then get into like, you know, what are these other things, uh, that we do, you know? And I think it's, I think, uh, none of us are what we do. We, we are, we are who we are. And then we do these other things, but I do, I do like, uh, I mean, listen, I'm the water sports and, and, and fitness and, 
and, and health and wellness is, you know, I've kind of made a, a career out of that. And so I do like, uh, I've been fortunate to do that. That's been, been a, been a beautiful thing, but I mean, I am concerned about, uh, you know, being healthy and, and living a healthy lifestyle and, you know, being a good example for my children, being, you know, having a good relationship. I just, I just know, uh, I feel best when I'm, when I'm, when I have all those things. Hey, quick break to talk about our sponsor today. We're talking about HubSpot and their new AI powered service hub. Okay, so what is service hub? Basically, every customer today wants to be talked to in a personalized way. And before that required tons of human agents. But now with AI, you could do that in a personalized way with fewer humans involved. And so you don't have to scale up your team in order to deliver personalized chat and service. So check out HubSpot's new service hub to use their AI tools to give better support to your customers. That's what they want and that's what they deserve. So visit HubSpot.com slash service to learn how this all new solution can help you deliver customer service with AI to your customers. Yeah, I always knew you. I mean, I, I remember watching the doc, uh, was it Riding Giants? Yeah. Um, and a few and a few other movies uh, with you in it. And that's how I knew of you. And then I learned about the layered superfood, the creamer. And I was like, oh, this is great. So I've been a, I've been a customer for years, but I never would have pegged you as like a business guy. I remember seeing you maybe it was on some talk shows or something like that, where you had this like electric, um, uh, yeah. golf, golf caddy. board, golf board. Yeah. The yeah. golf board. That was, that was awesome. And I'm like, well, he's just like tinkering and inventing. And then I started looking at, then I saw, uh, layered superfoods go public. And I was like, and I, I remember reading the report. I was like, oh shit. Like, we grew, it, I think when you went public, it was doing like something like 40 million a year in sales. And I think it went public at a $400 million market cap. And I was like, oh man, I never would have pictured this guy as like doing this stuff. What, um, what kind of, I, I know that it was you, you were just tinkering with these mixes and uh, a buddy of you, a buddy of yours was like, all right, let's actually do this thing. But did you always kind of consider yourself interested in going into business or was that just, eh, what the yeah. hell, let's just try it? No, I mean, listen, early in my career, uh, early in my career in surfing, I, I, I just, I, I looked at like, you know, where the money was, like, where's the money <laughs> in surfing. And, and at the, at, at the time it was in the apparel, um, it was in the apparel business. And so I went at kind of, uh, I would say 18, 19, I got exposed to the apparel business, went, used to work in downtown Los Angeles in a, in a, in a, uh, a sweatshop learning from a Korean guy that came to America with $38 in his pocket and had a $10 million sweatshop business making denim jeans and kind of learned the whole cut and sew garment business, uh, and real, you know, and, and got to expose to every aspect of it. Um, you know, I, I think because of the, because I didn't ever really participate in the conventional, uh, aspect, you know, the tour of surfing, I was always kind of, you know, kind of rogue in the sense that I focused on big wave riding. I wanted to be a big, you know, I wanted to kind of, I thought that that for me was the, that was the thing I was intrigued by. That was the thing I was best suited for. Um, there wasn't a lot of ways to, there wasn't a platform, let's say for me as an athlete, it wasn't like, you know, NBA or NFL, where you got this huge platform, you go play. And your and, wife was was volleyball. So exactly. like you guys were both like, you're both like giants in, in small fields, which I, I always, I'm like, dude, that's crazy. They turned not even just surfing, but big wave surfing, which is still cool, but it's tiny. Oh, yeah. And volleyball. And I'm like, I know both of them. I knew, I knew you both individually. Yeah. Well, we had, to, and, when, and I think that forced us to be more creative and, you know, and, and do what we had to do. I always say subsidize it, you know, like uh, normally 
you know, you subsidize your surfing with maybe some excavation work or something, you know, you do some other, you, you do another job. Surfers go work at restaurants. They, I mean, they do whatever they can so they could be in the ocean. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger laying bricks. Exactly. Exactly. So you just do whatever you, you, you do to, to subsidize your, your love. But, uh, and if you can kind of take both of them, you know, if you can turn your work in, you know, your, or your passion into your work, that's a beautiful thing, but we've had to be creative. I think both Gabby and I have, have, always had to be creative in our career just because we were in such niche sports that it forced us to be a little bit more entrepreneurial in general. We just, it, with our, you know, it's whether we were, you know, a uh, she modeled, I modeled early on. I mean, I, I did some film work. I mean, I, I do, we do what we had to, you know, we do what we have to do. And then that kind of, you know, we've had sponsors and I think in, in, in the evolution of an athlete, you have a tendency to, depending on your brand and, and, and your, you know, and what you've, you know, what you've done, I think you evolve into wanting to kind of be your own sponsor at the end. Right. And, 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 and we've been real selective. And I mean, it's, it's been, I think that that's been a, a, it's contributed to our longevity, but it's also been something that's encumbered us a little bit because we just won't do, you know, we won't just endorse and promote any, anything for money. It's just, we've been pretty cautious about things that reflect our authenticity, things that are real to us. And so, um, you know, and I think that's what led us to a lot of these, these, you know, the situation, I mean, with Laird Superfood, especially like, I just wouldn't do other, you know, energy drinks and other stuff that just isn't good for you. You got to promote good shit. No, exactly. And, 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 and I, and, you know, and so I, and I'm because of my surfing and this, and some of the feats that I've done and the innovations I've done, I have some people that look up to me. And so I look at that as a responsibility to conduct myself in a certain way. Uh, I want to do that anyway for my own thing. So it's a little selfish in one sense, but, but it, you know, but the, like, like again, Laird Superfood or XPT or, you know, even Laird Apparel, these are things that, you know, reflect who I am, the, the, uh, and, and, you know, it's like not every single, not every single, uh, you know, everything in Laird Superfood is something that, that I love. I don't make, you know, I don't want every flavor cause I have to make flavors. Yeah. I people. saw like an interview where someone was like, uh, so what flavors do you like? And you're like, I drink this one. And they're like, well, I like this one. You go, I hate that one or something like, I don't, exactly. I don't drink and that I one. Make, I like this one. Yeah. But you have to make stuff for people, you know, you have to make stuff for everybody. Right. Right. I mean, for me, I feel like the more successful the company can be, the the more impact I can have. And are those the three like major revenue streams, which is the superfoods? Um, it's uh, XPT, XPT, and yep. uh, uh, clothing. Is that like your three main things? Yeah, I mean, I'm always doing other other stuff too. I mean, I, I do, I do, I do speaking stuff. Um, you know, we have other sponsors that we work with, and so you know, those so like those media. Are, just like that would be yeah. like the media category. So yeah, like there's media. There's apparel. media. Yeah, I have a farm. Uh, I have a farming project right now that I'm working on as well. And then, and then, uh, and then there'll be some. You know, we I work with uh, Gab. Both Gabby and I work with Land Rover. Um, I work with Bremont Watches. I mean, so I have some. There's media, and then there's like some other sponsorship endorsement stuff that continues on, uh, which. You know, I think I think part of the reason why that stuff continues on at this point in my career is just because, first of all, our, our authenticity and I'm continuing also to pursue um, so athletic achievements as well. So I'm still doing that that stuff. 
Uh, and so that, that kind of, so there's the, you know, again, there's a lot of, um, a lot of spokes in the wheel. I remember, um, I saw this interview where you were talking about, uh, like taking the company public and you're like, we got to go there and ring the bell. And it was just so much work and all this paperwork. And I'm shocked that anyone could do this. And at first, you guys were flying high. Things were going well. As of late, the stock has been crushed. Do crushed. you, like, what, what are those emotions going through, like, right now when it's gotten crushed? And do you regret taking it public? Because it, it, it seems like a good business. I mean, you're, you're doing good revenues. Um, I think this year, the growth, um, it, it didn't work out this year. I just read one of your guys' most recent reports. I think you changed CEOs. What what are the emotions now where things are changing? I mean, right now it's a tough world. We're we're not alone. I mean, when, sure. so that's kind of nice. It'd be like if it was everything was booming and then you were having trouble, you might be a little bit like, well, what are we doing wrong? So there's some of that. I mean, I wouldn't change a, a, a bit of it. I mean, I I I could say, listen, coming from my background and and my my relationship with like being patient and you know crashing and wrecks and all my like all the stuff that i've gone through hard to, i'm gonna be hard to phase you know what i mean like I'm, I'm 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 my family's healthy i'm healthy we're we're good you know it's like i tell gabby i go you know we were good we're good now we're gonna be good like it's all do, so are you, are you guys having like conversations when you're like did you have a significant amount of your net worth tied up into the company uh i mean it, well it's i mean listen the, this the stock value alone it was was substantial so it's but again that's counting chickens before they hatch and so right. and i'm that's not the that's not my world i'm not that's not i'm not that guy like i'm not that that because i realize that life is so temporary that if you think you can somehow and that and that you really don't have the kind of control you think you have everybody i mean so my 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 the university i went through the university of you know of big wave riding or the university of the ocean or the university of the hard knocks I, you just have a different perspective so i i've been you know of course would i love the stock to be going through the ceiling absolutely uh but I wouldn't change going public. I, I wouldn't go back and redo it because the fact is, is that that experience, right? At the end of the day, that experience of going through that process, doing the road show, doing 90 Zoom, one hour Zooms over a three week period all day long, every day, and just all this stuff that we did. And, 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 and just, it just that knowledge, you just can't, unless you've been through that, you know, no, people can't tell, can't talk to you. Like they, they can say, oh yeah, what's, you know, or I know what it's like. Well, no, you don't know what it's like unless you've been through that process. And, and, and so you can't really appreciate it. And, and so for me, I feel like that was an incredible school of not, of, and, and, and experience that, you know, if there's anything you can take with us, I, there's a great friend of ours who's, who's a woman judge in the, from the South. And she always says to us, invest in experiences, because if there's anything that you might be able to take from you when you do depart this earth when you die, you know, it's, it may be that, I mean, you're not gonna take in anything else. <laughs> so none of this other stuff's coming with you, not the value and the money and the car house and all the stuff that none of that stuff's coming with you. The only thing that's going to come with you is the possibly could be these experiences that you've gone through. And so for me, I feel like what an incredible thing. And we're, we're the seat, the new CEO we have in there is incredible. Um, this is only, it's a little bit like, because 
and I and I've done some pretty brutal uh, endurance things in my career, um, and 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 I and I I know when you, when you digging deep and and you know that's where all the that's where all the the building comes from, right? That's where all the character building and the polishing of the stone happens in when it's when you're you know down. And so for me, I'm just like been here before, probably be here again no problem. I mean, here we, here we go. So it's, for me, I feel like this is, this is a little bit more like, uh, the ref, like the, I would say the, uh, refining, you know, like you're getting refined right now. And, and so it, it's only going to help us make everything tighter, make our, you know, what we need to do better. Cause if you're not getting bumped a little, if you're not getting pushed, then there's no reason you know, I give the, I give you an analogy of, a, of like a professional team you know, you have this beautiful team that you built and you go and you have an incredible season, but then you lose at, in the finals. And then, the, and then the next season they break the team up and they're like, well, you could have easily won, but you just, you just, you broke it up because you, and, and the winning and losing it's, 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 I mean, the difference is nothing. The difference is yeah, nothing. It could be a couple it's, inches. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, my biggest thing is just, I, I I need this business to be successful because the stuff's awesome. I need it. (laughs) I I need it. I need it for my friends. I need it for everybody who loves it. I like, so that's the biggest, you know, that's our biggest, our biggest, uh, you know, for me, that's the most important thing is that, that we continue to, to supply the people that we do and we continue to get new people in there. And, and, you know, I think right now, everybody's getting squeezed, you know, I think there's a big squeeze on the whole, you know, on the whole system. So, you know, that's, I mean, this is, this is when the, this is when the tough guys get going. This is when the, you know, and our, and, and, and our new CEO is an, you know, a hundred miler. He's a merit, like he's a long distance runner. So he knows how to, he knows how to grind. So (laughs) will you, um, I read the story about how you used to make this stuff, um, and you're using turmeric and everything. You're just making this, making what is now layered superfood at home. How much capital did you invest to get it store ready? And about how long did that take? It was pretty, pretty, it didn't take, I mean, we, you know, the, the unusual thing about the business was, is that, I mean, it could have been a couple 20, 30 grand or something like that at the most. And that, but we went online first. That's why it was really not, didn't cost us much to start. We made a, a you know, a powdered version of my original recipe. And then, and then about the third or fourth rendition through that, uh, we, you're just in there looking like you're mixing like Coke. You just got like, you probably just had some scales at home and a little Ziploc bag. (laughs) And then, yeah, exactly. One, then, yeah. And then all of a sudden, this, this is it. And then, and then, and then, uh, and, and, and my friend that I was working with Paul Hodge was like a startup, a, a really, and I had been working with him on the golf board on another project. And, uh, and so, you know, we, we, and we had, what we did, we just started online, which was fortunate. Like, do you normally, remember your first years of sales? What's that? Do you remember your first years, uh, sales? Oh, I don't, I don't probably, I mean, I think it happened fairly quick, but, uh, you know, 50, hundred grand or something like that. I don't know, something pretty quick, but it's, but it happened real quick. It was like, you know, right away, it was like, okay, five, 10, 15, you know, it was like, we just marched into, you know, probably a hundred, 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 150, something like that within, 
or even 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 a little bit more after probably a year. I mean, if you counted like making samples, you know, playing with it, getting everything, you know, packet, getting some packages of it, going online, getting the people, that whole process. If you get to count that within the year, yeah, something like that. Nothing, nothing quick, but it, I mean, the traction happened quickly because good stuff people put and and I, and I was able to tap into kind of a smaller group of, you know, friends, I would say friends and following that, that was available to us. And that, that helped us. Uh, I think it would have been a little different if we were just starting from scratch with no, with no uh, kind of nobody there to do stuff with. And we got a lot of, and we got a lot of response too. We were, we had a real inner, uh, I would say a, a good group that was interactive. Like they, we, Oh, try this one. Oh, we don't like that one. You know, that was engaged with us that helped us. And that was a big piece of it that we had customers that were kind of more engaged with helping us uh, kind of refine things. I think that was, a, that was, that was also very useful in the, in the beginning. Well, you timed it perfectly. So like right now we're in the thick of like a health trend, like, uh, yeah. you know, Partially because, like, if you go to my Instagram feed, it's like you and like all ripped dudes, like, <laughs> you know, they're like in ice baths now, which I do. And, uh, you know, it's uh, all we're, knees over toes. Like, it's like we're in like a, it's become cool now to, to be healthy. And, like, but you were talking about, and um, I read how you were like, dude, we've been using ghee for 20 years. Ghee is popular now. You've been doing a lot of stuff that uh, is like, considered eccentric 20 years ago, which is now not quite normal, but it's more normal. You also said that um, you're like, I'm, I'm obsessed with ideas and like figuring out what can be uh, what's going to work, what's not going to work. Were there any other ideas other than some of the than what is now superfood? Was there any other ideas that you were tinkering with where you're like, man, I think this, this thing that I'm doing on a day to day basis or this food I'm consuming or this trend that I'm or this thing that I'm doing now will become more popular and I should maybe pursue that? Well, I mean, listen, stand up paddling. I mean, I don't know if anybody knows what stand up paddling is, but I start, I mean, I, I did that for eight years alone, like that, that thing. And that thing was the fastest growing sport in the world for a while. Like it's, it's everywhere in the, all, in the whole planet. I mean, as far as a sport itself, um, as a discipline, I mean, foiling, foiling is another thing that I, I was doing. Like we were the first guys to really stand and and then we were the first guys to ride that you realize that you could ride, ride waves with foils. And now it's, you got foil magazines and there's 10 different disciplines. And for those people that don't know what a foil is, it's an airplane that rides underwater that, that is attached to a board above. So you're, and I know people have seen them, you know, at, at this point you've seen some, either an electric version or some, I mean, that's what the, the electric one. Yeah, America's Cups and, and all the boats have gone that that direction as well. I mean, most of my stuff has come in sport. Um, I have, a, you know, I, I mean, you always have some funny ideas that that, you know, that the that there's a there's going to be three customers or maybe four, you know, I mean, XPT is another a big, you know, a big I mean, there's some stuff in XPT. I have this pool training system that that I've been working on for a while that has is still hasn't really gained traction for uh, just be. I mean, it's gaining traction, but again, it's but the breathing I, part of it, I think you yeah. have like a breathing part on the app. And yeah. like, I know a lot of people who do that, 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 yeah. I mean, it, it is, what's the app? The app, how much does that cost? Or is it all free? Um, no, you, there's different pieces of, of the app. There's different stages of it. You can go to xptlife.com. And then if you want the breathing app, 
you know, there's different, there's different, and I don't know exactly what they're charging for the app, that the app right now, because we've just came out with a specific breathing one, but there's, there's a bunch of different, uh, you know, there's different levels of, of your participation in it. We do, a, we do a camp too. We do like a, a, a two and a half day seminar, but you know what, you know what I have, I, I say about innovation and ideas is, uh, you know, it's just a new application of an old idea. I mean, you, you think for, for anyone to have what they would think would be a, an original thought at this point in humanity is insanity. Like they, how, how could you have an original thought given the fact that there has been billions of minds over, you know, hundreds of thousands of years that say, and, 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 and also even in civilizations that we don't really even know anything about. So to think that you'd have an, a new, you know, kind of some unique thought, I think it's more about these hybrids, these com- com- combining existing things, maybe some new materials kind of, or some new stuff changes the way, I mean, listen, my, my whole thing around, like, for example, with Laird, uh, with superfood is really based on using plants in the, or in the whole form and not separating and taking, you know, elements out and concentrating it or trying to figure, I mean, a lot of that's based on really trying to figure out how to get a patent and control and own. Yeah. I feel like, listen, nature made it perfect for your body. Why don't you use it in those ratios? And, and it seems like whenever we don't do that, as close to nature as we can, there's always a problem. There's always a problem whenever you're, whenever you're giving the system something that it can't really relate to. And I think that that's, you know, uh, I mean, at least in, 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 in the superfood side of things, that's a big, that's kind of a philosophy that we use to help govern that, that, that brand. I mean, part of the reason why I think there's such a crazy health thing, it was going that way anyway, but I think people started to realize after the, uh, you know, I mean, since the pandemic happened and that the, that being healthy is really an advantage, you know, and I think because we have so much uh, like like we're in somewhat of a health crisis, just given, you know, diabetes and obesity and just all this stuff that's that's been happening. Uh, I think that, that the importance, again, back to what I said earlier about putting value on things, you know, you put a value on eating really good food, you're going to have really good food. If you just are like, hey, just get that in. You know, I don't care what it is, you know, let's just, you know, go through a drive through and pick it up and just eat it because we we're hungry and we want to get full versus no, I want something that really tastes amazing and has, you know, and, and is and is nutrient dense and all that stuff. So again, I think we give the value to the stuff and that will bring, you know, that'll bring the level and the quality of it. But if you don't make it important, then and, and I just I mean, yeah, I just think that that the, and then I have a philosophy about stuff that you do every day anyway, like things that you do every day are accumulative, right? There's an accumulation. I mean, I mean, there was a, a technique they used to use to kill the Kings in the old days is you just give them a little arsenic, right? And then eventually, you know, in a year or two, all of a sudden the King croaks and dies, but it was never enough to just be, po- it wasn't poison, but it was just an accumulation. And I think, you know, I think that that's true with fitness. I think it's true with with, uh, you know, with your diet, if you're just, you know, if you're, accum- if you're eating a little bit of bad food every day, that's an accumulative thing. If you're eating a little good food every day, you know, and, and uh, then that's an accumulative thing. And I think that's your, I think that, that there's an opportunity to, to really have an impact on your, on your health. If you're just, you know, Hey, I'm doing, a, I'm doing some training every day. 
I'm, you know, I'm getting a good night's sleep every day. I'm getting, I'm getting eating good food every day. It's like this stuff over time is going to pay dividends. And it's, and it, you know, it's, it's a, I mean, I, I just think that, that really speaks back to the philosophy about being patient and being, you know, you're going to, I told you the story when I worked in downtown LA with the, there that with that Korean guy, Mr. Chun. What brand? What brand were they making stuff for? He was making uh, oxygen. Um, he was building guess and Green Line. So he's building all the guest jackets where, that were made out of like old Levi jeans. They were they take jeans and they sew them all together and then they stone wash. Was it like a just like a big factory with Koreans and he's just paying them nothing? I mean, well, really just, a well, more yeah, but exactly. Yeah, but I mean, pay, probably paying them and paying them enough that they were able to support their families and and uh, but he was had like I said, big you know uh, tumbling uh, washers and dryers with pumice stone. But I'd sit in the end and try to pick stuff out. I'm like, I want to pick some wisdom out of this guy. So when I'm sitting there one day and he'd always drink Miller Millers, he would drink Millers, which is the worst beer ever. But that's another story. That's but what he, I used uh, to drink, Miller Light. <laughs> Miller Lite, that was my so, drink. It had high alcohol content and low carbs. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, because that's so great. It's the worst. Um, but he 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 <laughs> said, you know, he goes, oh, yeah, when good time's here, don't be too happy because after good time, bad time comes. But when bad time's here, don't be too sad because after bad time, good time come again. And I'm like, there's some wisdom there. I mean, that, that means technically you'd be numb if you didn't react to things. But there is wisdom in the, hey, you know, when bad times here, don't be too sad because after bad time, good time come. And when you're in the good time, don't be too happy. So in a way, I think there's something to be said about that. Can I ask you about your house? I, I've, I've studied or I've, I've seen your house and the setup and I've talked to a ton of friends We're like, oh, yeah, we went to Laird's, which is you're, you're like you're you're like the Bono. You know, you're a one man. You're a one name guy now, which is cool. But they're like, oh, we, we went to Laird's and we did the pool thing and it was amazing. And like one of the things that you've done is like you're living like every like many men's fantasy which is to have this amazing house that's like community and uh yeah people coming and going and it's all on your terms and i think it's pretty cool um what year did you buy that house and how much did it cost would you, you like you know when that was i mean it was well i don't know i don't remember exact figure but it's cheap for malibu crazy but we've been here for 25 years 20 26 years so you know what's the values of, of, you know, what, I mean, things for a million dollars 25 years ago or 25 million now. <laughs> I mean, well, was that a big deal for you at the time? It was, was oh, that yeah. A big purchase? oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, when Gabby, when I, when we looked at that house, cause it was, the guy had built it for his, the guy who built the house, built it for himself. And, and he was a Greek engineer, the one here in Malibu. Uh, cause I also, you know, I'm from Hawaii. And so we have a home there yeah. that we just, we, we just finished during the pandemic, but he was builded for his house, his, his family. And then he, and then during the process, I think him and his wife kind of had got divorced, which happens a lot to people because building houses is very stressful. Like it's a very stressful thing. But I said to Gabby, I go, I, I, I showed her the house and she looked at the price. I go, don't look at the price. Look at the house. Just think if you want the house, like before you look at the price to let it affect you, whether you want the house or not, look at the house. Because, you know, sometimes I think we get in the way of, Oh, well, that's how much it is. I can't get that and dictate instead of, well, no, so let's see if you want it or not. Like, why would it even matter what the price was if you didn't right. want it anyway? So first, let's see if you want it. So we went, we came and looked at the house and she was like, oh, it's amazing. And I stood across 
at this house, I stood across the street. I didn't even come into the house and I just looked and I could see the ocean. I could see this wave that I love to surf. And so I just stood and I was like, I love this house. And she's like, well, you haven't been in the house yet. And I go, you're like, no I matter, don't even, I'm in. I don't even need to go in the house. I'm good. If you're good, I'm good. <laughs> Cause I could be on a, you know, I could have been on a, you know, in a tent right there looking at the, at it. So that, you know, the, the, what do they say about real estate and rest probably restaurants too, but real estate is, and houses, location, 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 location. It's all, everything's about location. If you're, if you're, if people are trying to buy things and for value or keep value or have an increased value, it's all about location. I mean, you can always change the house. You can rebuild the house, but you can't change where it is. And so I, I think, you know, that's one thing about when you grow up in Hawaii and you live in an environment where people work all year to save up to come on vacation for one week. And then you live in that environment. You kind of, I mean, if you don't, if you have your head screwed on correctly, you realize what, how fortunate that is, you know, that, that that's a fortunate thing to be that the, and those, and that those are to be cherished, those places that, yeah, that people seek out to just, you know, be able to go there for a week and you live there. That's a pretty, that's a pretty uh, fortunate thing, but also that you, you need to realize that that's, that that means it's a special place, you know. I always see videos of these athletes coming and going. How many days a week are you actually having people come and do those workouts in the pool? Well, Gabby does her. She has training in the morning. It depends on the time of the year. You know, normally uh, most of this is in the summertime because you have football, basketball. A lot of times it's off season. Guys come, you know, I have uh, just I'm connected with a lot of different athletes and a lot of different coaches and a lot of different physios. And so people, you know, guys get hurt. Um, and then they're coming out of an injury and then they'll send them to come see, to see, you know, to see us, uh, are you charging them or is this just like, no. you're just doing it for fun? No, it's no, because it's, if you, if, if, if you charge people, then it's the, the dynamic changes, you know, Great and job. we really, like, we like to, I like to have that sign that says we reserve the right to refuse service to anyone like kind of thing. Like, I think that that's a better it's a better relationship. I mean, we don't have to, we don't, we don't need to. So it allows us, we have the luxury to be able to not have to charge because we're able to, you know, we're, 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 there's other ways to, to earn a living. And so, um, but that does set up a really nice environment. I have like, I have a young, uh, a young man that's been living with us and, and training, training, um, and learning about training. He's becoming, you know, very, uh, versatile and just advanced and because he has such exposure uh and so like he'll i'll we'll get guys to come in and guys that want to get get work you know worked with i'll have him uh, and we have other other trainers with xpt and we have other people that we know that hey if you if, if somebody needs a trainer and they and they want to run through a lot of this the stuff that we do we'll we'll you know, I, what do we say? We have people for that, but yeah, we have people for that, that, that do that. And then the rest of it, you know, normally we kind of have a communal training, uh, you know, like on, on, on certain days of the week, we have some kind of regulars that kind of come and train on those days. Uh, you know, we do like, it'll be maybe lift lifting and, and stuff and dry land stuff on, on, uh, you know, like Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, and then Tuesday, Thursday, Saturdays is, is, can be the pool stuff depending on, on, uh, on who it is and, and what we, what we do. And it's, it's not a lot. I mean, there's at times there could be a, a fair amount of people, um, you know, 
the the stuff that we do does weed out some of the people just because it's you know we're 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 here to work and and it's and it's uh and we have a, a you know a big probably the most important piece of it is this community right that we have a little that we have a really nice community that that that's what you realize that we all are looking for right we're all looking for a little tribe to belong to i mean that's i would i would uh blame i wouldn't say blame but i'd say that that was part of the success of something like crossfit that it was really had less to do with the work workout itself as it did that you were part of a tribe and you had a community and people that were like-minded that were training with you and so on so i think that's a big piece of it i think that that uh you know that that we need that you, i mean listen some days you're just down and you're like hey you know what? i don't feel like doing anything today and then somebody's out there okay ready to go and then you're like okay let's go and then you just so you know and vice versa they might not be and you are and so i think that we we kind of lift each other up i think that that's part of i mean we humans are communal creatures and i think we operate well that way as long as we have like-minded people Hey, let's take a quick break to tell you about our sponsor. It is a podcast that we want you to check out. It's called D2C Pod. It's hosted by Ramon Berrios and Blaine Bolas. It is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. And this is a podcast about all things direct-to-consumer, D2C. It's e-commerce stores. It's how you optimize your brand. And they're talking with founders, marketers, and the platform creators about all kinds of things that you need to know for D2C. You know, website conversion, paid ads, Facebook ads, consumer trends, email marketing, if you want to know the stories behind your favorite brands, this podcast is for you. They did an episode recently about scaling creator growth and influencer incentives. That I thought it's pretty cool. So check it out. Listen to DTC Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Um, I was looking at like some old photos uh, of of folks in your pool. I think there was like a, oh, we um, get all a whole bunch of, of and yeah, you had a whole bunch of basketball players. Yeah, I think Joakim Noah, Grant Hill, a few yeah. other people. Who who have you worked out with back there that has uh, put you in awe? of, of their fitness or their athletic ability? I mean, listen, I get so many crazy guys. I, I think, I, I mean, my problem is I probably have a skewed bar like my, you know, I don't, cause I'm with normally I'm always with all these freaks. Right. So it's a little bit like hard to out freak the freak, you know, like you, when you got, you know, I got, when you guys got, you got, you know, guys like Chris McCaffrey or, 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 you know, or, Jalen or, I mean, just, you just have the level of athlete that you have is, I mean, I think there's some, there's always, you know, the, 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 the people that surprise you are probably people you haven't heard of that, that come there that, that have a certain mindset because some of the pool stuff that we do can be, it's stressful, you know? And so sometimes, you know, you, you, you think you'd get this big, super strong guy and he freaks out and then you get some kind of more frail, you know, lady that just has a, you know, mental giant and can just handle, you know, being in the ice and drowning in the deep end. And, you know, so it doesn't, I think it's pretty, uh, that's why it's kind of neutralizing. There's a, an, a neutralizing aspect to the environment because it's, first of all, you're always going to have somebody that, you know, you're always going to, you're always going to, you're always going to have somebody that can out you do you in something, right? You can outdo them. They can outdo you. And so our approach is more about you finding your own barriers and then trying to lift those up, right? You try to, you try to, and, and don't use other people as a reference to you. I think that's where we run in trouble. You know, we get in trouble as you start comparing, you get over there and you're like, okay, that guy's doing this and which, 
what do they say? Comparison is the death of happiness. I'm not sure, but it's like the thief it's some, of joy, something like that. Man, I, I, I've always hated that phrase when they say comparisons, the thief of joy. Cause I'm like, yeah, that's true. I shouldn't compare myself, but I love to compete. And so like, well, that's you different know, like, though, but that's I, different. That's different. Comparing and competing. Yeah. Like I like seeing guys and I'm or in business and I'm like, this person's doing this revenue. They're at 50 million. I'm like, Oh, if that dumbass could do that, I definitely could do 70. Let's crush them. Or like, I've got a joke. I'm like, people are like, oh, you got to let go of that grudge. And I'm like, this grudge fuels everything I do. I've like, I like the reason I like work out hard is to like yeah. prove my ex-girlfriend from high school that like. You were worthy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You made a mistake. <laughs> like, yeah. Like everything I do is because everything yeah. I do is because of a grudge. I'm like, rage is the greatest fuel on earth. And so when people say like comparisons to thief of joy, I'm like, Oh, I get so much joy proving like these idiots wrong and like letting a 20 year comment sit on my back for those years about how I wasn't like, you know, fit enough or successful yeah. enough. Like, I love that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you will. But you know what? It's interesting because that's I, I, I will say because I can relate to that. I mean, listen, a lot of what I've done is because of that. Like so. But then at a certain point, then you get to this thing and then you're like, OK, then what? Then at some point you achieve the thing you're trying to do. You prove your point and then you're sitting there going, okay, now what? And then you're like, okay, do I have to make up a new one? Or maybe I can create motivation out of, out of success or contentment or something versus. So I think there is too, I think that can be, I, I know for myself personally, I've gone through, you know, being driven and motivated uh, to achieve certain things because of, you know, frustration and proving the work to the world and, and, you know, and all those things that I went through that dro drove me, but then, but then you achieve it and then you're like, okay, now what, you know, what am I going to do now? Like now, how am I going to adjust to be able to continue? And so it, at least in my, I can say, you know, and listen, if you're a competitor, you're a competitor. That's just a vicious, like for me, I think I'm, I am such a vicious competitor that, that I would. I almost, I can't, I can barely actually even compete because I just, because of, because in, in a real, if you look at real, if you look at competition in nature and the brutality of it, like the real, like the real thing, not just these contrived things of like the real, like for real. Yeah. Then you're like, okay, well maybe I better figure out how to constructively vent that stuff <laughs> do you does that does that does that carry over to to business too i mean are you talking uh i think mike i think i think his name's mike your new ceo are you like you know we need i want this much profit we need this much growth does that carry over to business as well yeah i mean not not that not that way not i mean it it, it you know sh i mean it maybe it should but it not that i think it's mine is a more you know, mine is a patient thing. Like I have a, like, I, you know, what my favorite term is the victory through attrition. Yeah. yeah. Just be a cockroach. That's like, like, like the last guy standing, like I'm all about that. Like you can be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can have your little wins, your little wins and your little wins and all great. But I'm talking about like at the end, when you're the only one left on the battlefield and everybody's laying on the ground, then you don't even have to be any good. You don't even have to be good. You're just undisputed. You're the guy. So, and I, I think, I think for me, I feel like, and, and, and I'm looking at the greatest competition is life, right? The greatest competition is life. Like you want to talk about the real game, 
the game, the, the real game, like, cause all these other things, they're games they're right. But the real game, the big game is life. The big game is, you know, is like the quality of like at the, like relationship father, you know, how like your life, like that's the big game. That's the real game. That's why I said, when I talk about the spoke, I go, yeah, business, that's one spoke, make sure it's nice and tight, good, cool. But if you're all there, then you got these giant holes in the other spot. I'm like, sorry, lost the game already. But you, 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 (laughs) you've not always been that way. Have you? I think I read some old stuff where like, I think your wife filed for divorce and you went at one point and you guys like, you thankfully made it work. I think in Oh one. Yeah. I think you, I don't, I don't remember if I read that you had a drinking problem, but I think you said that, uh, you wish you had told your younger self to quit drinking earlier. So I don't know if that was like a problem or not. Uh, like I know that you, and if I just were just to stereotype you, I'm like, I bet you were like a wild guy. And anyone, if I'm stereotyping a surfer who like goes out hard and does everything hard, I'm like, I'm sure I bet you picked some of your vices, uh, with that same, or you use that same energy sometimes toward vices. When did, did, were you kind of like, uh, you, you weren't always this wise, I'm sure. And what made that switch? Well, no, I mean, I, well, okay. Let's, let's be, let's be clear that for sure work, right? Sure. Work in process, work in process now, work in process. Then, I mean, I, I always, you know, love sleep. I always like, even within my, I mean, I, the thing of like my thing about drinking, like I loved, I love wine. I drank, I, I, that was one. I always said I had, I had two French habits because I worked with a French company for 20 years and I, my two French habits were espresso and Pinot Noir. And then it was like, and, and, and like everything I do, I have a tendency to do it, you know, in excess, yeah. like if one's good, then two's better. So that's the mentality. And so in a way, but as far as like, as far as kind of my, I mean, listen, I, first of all, I would have never, first, I never, Gabby and I would never have gotten to be together if I didn't have a certain, if I was, didn't have a certain, I'd say calculation, morality, values. I mean, there's certain things that were, that I've had my whole life, right? That it, since I was, since I was young, it wasn't like I got them. I had the, I had the basis of it. And then that's been just a process of refinement. Again, all loose spoke like, Hey, you know what? This, this, this drinking thing's an issue because I don't have real power over it. I want to prove to myself I do. I come from a, you know, I, a lot, I always say I come from a long line of alcoholics, but we all do. I think it's a human, you know, I, I always say out being alcoholics, like being a surfer, there's no one that doesn't love surfing. Well, there's no human being that doesn't actually like alcohol. It's just whether you no, drink or not. I love it not, too. I'm, uh, yeah, it, I'm 10 years sober too. I, yeah. I, I loved it. So I got I 15 years, I got 15, not, but, but my thing was like a, you know, my mom said to me once when I was a kid, she said, if you can't be true to yourself, you can't be true to anyone else. And so I thought, hmm, let me see if I say, Hey, I can stop drinking anytime. And then the next day I drank or the next week or the, or the next month, then I really don't have a lot of power over it. Right. So then I want to have, so now I want to be like, I want to have some power over it. And so that was a discipline thing too. And you know what, what do I saw also said and all the dumbest things I ever did were when I was drinking that all the stupidest things I ever, I've ever done. Usually some alcohol was somehow involved in there because, because it, like it says in the bottle impairs your motor skills. <laughs> so, so let's not forget. So, and so in, 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 in a way, uh, those things like the, the, in my relationship, the Rocky times in the relationship, those refined, 
you know, and, and, and motivate you to make changes, you know, all those things. Okay. Drinking the, the, you know, like just all these different, these things that, and there's things I'm still working on and probably will always be, but that's a continuation of, of trying to, to, uh, get better, like get, get, get better and not, and, and, and which means that you're saying, Hey, there's things that you think you could do better or you could be better, or you could make changes, or you could, you know, whatever, whatever those are. I mean, they're, you know, what do they say about sin? You know, let he without sin cast the first stone. No one seems to be able to throw one because everybody falls short. So, I mean, it's about being honest too, like being honest with yourself and being like, okay, what is it? What is, what do I, what is it? Which, which thing? And then, you know what? You just start eliminating. You start, okay, let's work on that one. Let's work on this one. And then, and then as you go. And so that's, I mean, I'm in that, I'm in that, in that, uh, process and, 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 and you get success, you get, you get, you get success. I mean, I use, I used to use the guilt from drinking to make me feel motivated about training. So I'd be like, oh yeah, I could drink Pinot Noir cup, you know, bottle, two bottle, three bottles, no problem. Eat dinner, go to sleep, wake up 5 a.m. Train like an animal. Well, what's the problem? No problem. Where's the problem? I don't see a problem. You could train hungover. Oh yeah. Like an animal. Oh, fuck that. You puke in the ocean. <laughs> using that, using that guilt, using that guilt and prove like a proof, like I'll prove, let me show you what a man I am. You know, I'll show you what I can do. And so I, I hope your pool had a good filter, man. Yeah, I'd be throwing no, up in that pool yeah. constantly. It'd be the worst. <laughs> but, but like I said, my drinking problem had to do with wine only, never hard, you know, I mean, okay, not never hard booze, but I was pretty smart about that. But, uh, uh, but even within that, I had, you know, there was some sort of control, but I'm, I'm just speaking in general as a thing to refine, right? As you go, let's just try to, let's try to continue to, to, to polish the stone. You're kind of going like one path down this longevity thing and healthy living thing that I love. But I love freak shows. I love like people who are just oddballs. And a guy we had on here one time, his name's Brian Johnson. Have you seen Brian Johnson from Blueprint? I mean, he's like total freak show when it comes to longevity. And I love that people are brave enough to do what he's doing because like yeah. you can always learn cool well, shit you mean from he's, people you doing mean, extremes. Isn't he blending his food every day? I think Gabby did a podcast on him. Is that the guy? He, he he's doing all type. Yeah, that's yeah, among many things. Basically, every, he's, he's like everything. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. like I'll like give you I'll give you like the the cliff notes. But basically, he's uh, probably close to a billionaire. So he started a company that he sold. So he's got plenty of, of income and, and money to like be playing around. But basically, he's like I'm going to become the most tested person on planet Earth, and I'm going to try to. He goes. I'm going to try to uh, decrease my biological age faster than my chronological age, which obviously is going to be impossible at one point. But he was like, let's just see if I can get make my body younger, even though my age gets older. And so he like does crazy amounts of tests where he's doing tests weekly and he's spending millions of dollars doing it. And he blogs and documents it all on his website blueprint. But some of the crazy stuff that he's doing is he's like, well, through my tests are showing that like this vegan diet or vegan lifestyle is working well for me. Therefore, I am only going to eat these same three things every day he like measures the calories down to like the thousand. He's like, you know, it's got to be this amount of calories, this servings, the workout has to be this. And I'm like, I love that weirdos like that exist because we can, we're going to be able to learn some cool stuff from him. Have you been paying attention to that? And what do you think about those people that are a little bit less? I mean, he, I don't know if he's like, I think at one point you said, um, science follows intuition with him. It's like, let's go science and let's see how that makes me feel. Uh, but have you been paying attention to that? And what's your, what's your take? 
Well, Gabby did a show on, on Brian and uh, a podcast, went and interviewed him. And, and so her and I had a conversation when she kind of filled me in about some of the stuff that he was doing. Did she go to his house? She did. Yeah, she didn't. She ate some yeah. of his. She ate some of his goulash. She ate some of his the, the his, nutty his pudding. Blended, yeah, his blended, blended. And I mean, listen, you know, when you chew food, when you chew food, you create saliva that you create enzymes in your mouth that go down with the food to help digest the food. And one of the worst, if the, one of the ways that if you really want to become like allergic or have a, a an allergy against something is just eat that alone every day all day <laughs> but but that gets into i'm into a whole you know I, i'm i i'm into i guess for me i just feel like you can't hack your way around biology in my in my in, in my the world of my thought and it is interesting i think you can use hacking to support work you know i think i think uh First of all, I think in the diet, one of the most important things is diversity. I think that's one of the most important. I mean, the problem is, is it's hard to, to not get bombarded by a bunch of, you know, things that aren't good for you as well. But, you know, through that, so it'll be, it'll be, it would be interesting to, to, I mean, Gabby would be a better person to have the conversation about, but I am always interested in watching. I think there's so much, uh, I don't know. He, I mean, I do appreciate that he's doing like the guys going through, going through it. But, but as far as, you know, what, what, you know, we're, what we are and what we're doing and what we need, I'll be interested, you know, I'll be interested to see, uh, first of all, what, what it, what it, you know, what it does. <laughs> I, um, I think more uh, as an entertainment. Had, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I love that. Like, uh, I don't know if you pay attention to fighting, but you know who, uh, Nate, do you, you watch fighting like MMA? Or I don't, UFC I don't watch a lot of it. I know, I know I have a bunch of guys I know that do it, but I, I'm, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I always say I love a freak show. I, I like fighting, boxing. I, I mean, I love just like, well, what do you think some about crazy event? What do you think about, uh, uh, wrestling? WWE wrestling or uh, WWE? I I mean I love that stuff. Okay. Do you watch that? What's that? Oh yeah. Well, I have a friend of mine. My friend of mine bring brought me to it. I never even watched it, and I have a friend that really is into it. And so he 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 brought me, and I go with him. But I only I live vicariously through him because I'm amazed just how how into it he is how much he knows about it but it's just a grown man soap opera soap opera it's soap opera no <laughs> but it's fun it, i love it that to our, it, no it goes to our deepest it serves core. a purpose oh yeah it does it goes right to the i want to see some yoke guy in his underwear it's like fighting and arguing about shit you know what i mean like let's just like i just like i like me i like weirdos i like freaks just like let it be well and also people from outside really they think they actually think that the audience thinks that everything what's going on is real. They don't realize that everybody in the audience knows exactly what's going on and they're just participating in the whole show and that it's all part it's of fun. the whole thing. It's pretty so yeah, the humans are I mean listen, humans are entertaining and and you know, just watch them. When you're like I uh I have this like image in my head of of what you are. Uh, and like you running your businesses, I'm like, is he like totally out of the picture on a database on a day to day basis and just talks to the CEO once a month? And I was like, actually, what's that? What, what would that look like? Like when we got on here, your uh, wife helped set up the camera. Are you even using a computer or a phone on a daily basis? Are you totally detached? Yeah, no, I'm I, I'm I'm a, I use a phone. Uh, I'm not. 
I'm not, I'm not a social media guy. I don't spend very, I mean, listen, my, the phone for me is communication, weather, weather and news and new and news stuff that, that, and when I say news, I mean more like investigation stuff like, but, but I, like? I mean, listen, I, I'm what's investigation stuff. Uh, just trying to understand what the truth is about whatever and everything. So they just, it just, I'm, I, I, I go into, if I'm interested in something, if that, you know, if I'm interested in some political thing, I, I like to look like understand exactly from my own, not just take the, the advice of people that are telling you about it, but actually like understand the real stuff. So I have a tendency to, but I'm just using, like I said, the thing for a tool. So I, I hardly, I hardly use it. I talk to Jason all the time. I talk to, uh, you know, Laird Apparel, uh, the lady, you know, the lady that's, that's running that right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm in communication with, with these because, because it's, first of all, it's got my name on it. So it, you know, it's, it's, has to do with my brand and and we're just we're vested in the in, in it and interested in it so we're i mean I, all this the the i mean i'm all also yeah i mean we're 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 we spend you know we're we're multiple times a week if not every single day i'm communicating with those brands uh and and you know either discussing okay promotional this or or product development or, you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah. We're, 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 so I, um, I, uh, I, I think I told you, I, I had started this company and sold it. And, uh, when I was 30, so I was able to like, uh, financially get some, some, some really nice security there. Yeah. And I look at the type of life that you live where, um, so I also, I split time between Austin and New York. My wife's from New York. And so we, we spend there all the time. And I have a handful of projects uh, that I'm working on. I got a, a, a company with a CEO uh, that runs it. So a, a bit similar-ish to, to what you're doing. And, and God willing, some of them will be huge. What I'm curious about, because there aren't that many people in the situation where I want to go to um, and where I'm in now, but you definitely are, uh, which is how do you break up? How are you... How do you map out your personal finances? So because you said that you have this one farm as a project, you have three or four, five different businesses right now, you have two, or who knows what you have, how much real estate, do you just like, is there just like one revenue stream where you're like, that's just the, like, for example, the app might have high margins. So you're like, Oh, we'll just live off that. Or media appearances, I bet you I can just pay, I, I can make a million bucks a year. And that will be what I live off of. And then all the rest, I'm gonna reinvest or I'll put into the a Vanguard, just normal index fund. How does that how do how do you balance all your different things when it comes to a personal finance base? Uh, uh, I mean, uh, well, I first of all, I have s- smarter people at that than me, so I have, I have, I have, I have, I have you know, I have adv- people that that you know, I have specific, specifically a woman that I work that we've worked with for a very long time that does like you know management that that sort of stuff. I would say uh, account accounting and and finance management, just because that's, she's into it and, and, and good at it. And that's what she's interested in. So we, we have it, we have that, you know, that's a big, a big piece of it. I, I, I think that, uh, you know, I, I think one of the, I mean, for me personally, I don't, I, I think that, that, that can be a, 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 such a consuming whole like that, all of that, 
stuff that you can just get swallowed into that and, and lose every, you know, lose your connection with everything as well. I think that you have to, I, I, you know, well, part of it has to do with how you look at it. Like what's your, what's your, you know, what's your faith, you know, like what kind of faith do you have? What kind of belief do you have that everything's going well or not going well? And do you think that you're going to control everything and that, you know, how much control do you think you have and all those things? I think that's a piece of my, I think of my, my philosophy. Um, so does that mean that you just don't stress out a significant amount about finances? And like earlier you said, when I bought that house, you were like, Oh, that was a lot of money for us back then. But I was like, fuck it. We're doing it anyway. We'll figure it out. Yeah. That's kind of like your, your, how you live when it comes to finances. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which I, I think for a lot of people, they just can't operate like that. And I think, I think, I think for me, I just feel that just feels more, that just feels better. I, I, I just feel that feels more natural. I just feel like, you know, because, the, because I, I've just, you know, I've just seen, I, first of all, I've had the, I've had the fortune to be exposed to a lot of wealthy people in my life, like a lot of crazy wealth and, and, and seen people that had no nothing. And all of a sudden they got everything and I've seen people with everything and they lose everything. And so I've gotten to watch a lot of it. And I just feel like, you know, there, there's a level of imprisonment that happens when you, when you, you know, and, and I think, I mean, a lot, that's why when I say faith, I mean, you know, they talk about, about, you know, you, you saving up, you know, in your warehouse with, you know, where moth and rust can eat, you know, like, you know, like there's some stuff to do with that. I, I think, which I think you can't, you can't always, it's not so simple to, 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 to be that way. And I think it's harder for, uh, you know, I think it's, a, it's a hard, it's hard for people to, to, to operate like that, but having that, you know, having that belief, it's like the, the people talk about visualization and visualizing and, you know, having that, I mean, th- it's real. That's, that's real stuff. Like if, if you think it's not real, you're, you're mistaken that you, 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 you think you can, you can make things, your belief in it definitely will be supportive of it happening. <laughs> I can tell you that for sure in both ways, right? Like in both ways, you can make things be, you know, like Gabby says, if you have an ouch, God will give you a hurt. You know, if you walk around going, ouch, 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 you'll be surprised if stuff isn't just hitting you all the time. And so, and I think vice versa, it's the same way, the other way, which is, you know, uh, what is that? If, you know, Ye, oh, ye of little faith, I provide for the birds. You don't think I'll provide for you? Like, so there's some of that. That's real stuff. Like, they didn't just make that stuff up out of the sky. That's a real, that's real thing. So I think there's something to be said about that. It doesn't mean be stupid. And, you know, and doesn't mean just, uh, you know, just ignore your your reality. But but there is something about that that's real that that I think can put you in the right state of mind to not just be caged by this stuff because this is the caging area that's an area that we can be caged no, by. no i and, and i'm i'm one of them i'm i i get i'm caged by it. it's like when i i was broke and then i was not broke and i'm like oh shit i've just like created a, a prison a little bit where you get where you stress out over running out yeah because um, well, we're because so well, we're a battle because we're yeah we're scarcity creatures right so we're we have this whole scarcity thing that's in us right so so and 
you know, my mom had another good saying, which was be, uh, the way God punishes you is he gives you what you ask for. So be careful what you ask for, because you go, Hey, I just want that. You know, I want that big house. And then you're like, yeah. And then all of a sudden with that house comes all this other stuff, like all the stuff that comes with it, which means that there's a bunch of stuff to break and there's a bunch of thing and there's a bunch of stuff to maintain. And there's a, you know, <laughs> it's so it, and you know, and that could be overwhelming. I think, I think that, you know, that's why you see these guys that are these big, these big hitters, they, they're kind of, they're not bogged down by all that little stuff, right? They're not, they're looking in, they're looking in, 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 in at a, at a bit, at a bigger, um, a bigger thing. But that being said, you know, uh, you know, like I said, there's, there's something about being prudent and, and having the right people around you that can, that, that you, cause it's, it takes a, it takes a, what do they say? It takes a village, but it takes, you know, you got to have, you got to have people that to help because there's not, you can't do everything you can, you know, and it's like, and so that you, you need to be, you're only as good as, you know, uh, as the company you keep. So I think that that's another important piece too. Like people. Well, uh, no, I mean, and that, uh, that's one of the reasons why I look up to, we've had, um, I don't know if you know who Rob Deardick is, but he's pretty amazing where, uh, he's another guy where I'm like, Laird and Rob, they've nailed it where business nailed it. Personal life, you never have totally nailed that, but you're like, or do really well. Fitness nailed it, like self awareness nailed it. Um, I know you, um, we'll, we'll wrap up here in a minute, but my last question was um, I think last year on your guys' YouTube, Gabby asked you, what are your uh, goals for? It was at the end of 2022. She said, what are your goals for 2023? You go, uh, this year, I want to be more of a savage. I want to be more. Sa- I want to do more savage stuff. Like I want to get like dirty and do something. What is an example? Of, we're we're more than halfway through the year. What's an example of something that you've done so far that's savage? And you also talked about visualization over the next six months and eighteen months. Are there any particular experiences or goals that you're trying to do that would be that would check that box of being more of a savage? Well, I mean. Yeah, I'm all, I mean, listen, I have the nature. For, for, I have for na- me here. I'll, 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 I'll give you an example. For me, I've always wanted to kill an animal. I wanted to go and kill a deer or some type of, I have cows at my ranch. I was like, I, w- I want to slaughter it with my hands and I want to eat it. I was like, I, I don't do that enough. And I eat a ton of meat. I got to do that. Yeah. And like, that's my, that's, that's an example for me, which is not that very, uh, that's not too savage, but what do you have? Well, I go for, I go, uh, I go for moose, you know, I go for a moose. I go for probably in September, I'll be, I'll go get a moose and and so I can fill the cool fill the freezers for the winter. But I grew up at a farm too, so I'm already I've dealt with the, you know, and I've hunted when I was a kid. We hunted boar and stuff like that. I mean, for me, the the savage stuff comes more with the with the with the ocean, you know, like with with the conditions. Um, I had one trip already to. Uh, uh, I had one trip to Peru this summer. I mean, we're just my, 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 most of my savage stuff comes from the environment. So I need to, you know, and, and, and normally, you know, I mean, listen, I, I, I just, we had that giant Malibu fire. Um, I had to, I had, I fought my house for, you know, I fought that fire yeah, I saw that. four or five hours with a suit and pump. And, and then I had a flood in Hawaii after, and I was like, you know, at night with boats, it, you know, rescuing people off the top of their roofs of their houses and stuff. And so I have to be careful, 
um, what I asked for <laughs> because before both of those things, I said, I just need some action. You know, I just, so again, you know, back to what my mom said, be careful what you ask for. Be careful. So, yes. Yeah. For you got to clarify. So you have to clarify what, uh, you know, what, what that, what that is, you know, I think it, cause it's easy to make a blanket statement. I just want to, you know, it's like I said, when I was young, I wanted to be surrounded by women. Uh, you know, that go, yeah, I just want to be surrounded by women. Like, and then well, now you are right. And then I, yeah, girls. I have three daughters. So, you know, again, I should have been a little more, uh, uh, how clear in my defi- definition. <laughs> do Do you read a lot of books? Um, I listen to a lot of books, but I read, I read some and I'll read and listen, but I, but I listen to a lot. What are the best two that you've listened to in the last 12 or 18 months? So, um, well, I did, I did, I liked, uh, there was a book called Life After Life that I really, um, I, I really enjoyed um, by, uh, what's his name, Moody. Um, and then, uh, let me see the, uh, you know, there's a, there's a gnarly, a really pretty heavy one called Embrace the Fearless, uh, Embrace Fearlessly the Burning World by, uh, Barry Lopez, he's he's pretty radical. Um, and then I went I went full conspiracy. Uh, oh, actually, the the psychology of totalitarianism was pretty was a pretty heavy book. That's the one you were referring to when you said you went full conspiracy. No, the the full conspiracy was called the trap. That one's called the trap. Gotcha. Um, I, I go I kind of go all over the place. I have a really good one on water right now. Uh, you know, I, I'm, uh, I, I like fiction. I, I, I like, you know, I like factual books. I'm not, I'm not a big fiction guy. I like, I like, can I give you, um, let you me give you, there, so I read a ton. I read about, I, I only read history basically. Okay. So mostly historical stuff, Okay. but I'm going to give you three, three in particular okay. that I, I thought that you would like, you know, Dan Carlin, of course, hardcore history. Yeah. Cause Dan, we know Dan, Dan's a buddy of ours. Really? He's cool. Yeah. I'm going to give you three in particular that you're going to dig. Okay. The first is called The Wager. So the first two books I'm suggesting are ship books. It's about uh, shipping uh, ships in the 1800s. Yep. So the first one's called The Wager. And so these crazy guys would sail, you know, their 1800s ship from England all the way down through uh, Argentina and Cape Horn. Cape Horn. Yep. And they got stranded and it took them two years to get back. So okay. you'll dig that one. The second one is called The Heart of the Sea. It's this, uh, if you ever read Moby Dick, yep. you know, about the whale that sinks the ship. Yes, there's sir. actually a true story behind it. And so yep. Nantucket originally was for Quakers yep. who were whalemen. Yep. And so these whalemen, would, they would, they're fucking animals. You want to be talking about savage. Imagine sailing a ship with no electricity, no yep. like way to talk to anyone for two years, all the way over sometimes to the Pacific, to Africa. Yeah. And they... Um, Basically, their ship was sunk in the middle of the Pacific, and it's about how they got back to South America. And then the last one that I think you'll really dig, because I wanted to give you three books on being a savage. The last one was called Un- Undaunted Courage, and it's about the story of Lewis and Clark. Okay. L- Lewis and Clark's, they were, they were savages they in were, a good way. They yeah, were, I, I, I like their zone. I've been up in Washington where their, where their, their trail was in their, their hardcore. Those guys are... They were honorable, but yeah. they were bad to the fucking bone. Oh, yeah. well, they, what I liked cool. is they weren't, they, were, they weren't killing anybody. They were just, they were making maps. So 
Yeah, just- yeah they and they would meet these natives and they were like, hey, we're, we're, we're in peace. We're going to be cool with you. But it took them two years, two years and four months to go from St. Louis to the Pacific and back. And it's a crazy story. Yeah. So those are the three that I would recommend for you. I, and then I just finished a story about uh, John Wilkes Booth, the guy who killed uh, Abe Lincoln and the 12-day manhunt to find him. So I read a ton of that stuff. But, yeah, the, there was uh, a great particular. Uh, I just had an ocean one, too, that I, I can't remember what it is that uh, uh, it's about. the uh, Oh, what's it called? I can't. Anyway, there was a great one, a sailing one about the race from Hobart, like the race from New Zealand. Uh, the the one that they and there's do. like a is there a is there a storm was there a storm yeah. in that one yeah crazy storm and the and the boat and the the guys get yeah it's 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 intense the um that race because yeah, that's one of the craziest I, I love races reading in the world. that stuff yeah yeah those those stories you know I I work on my computer throughout the day the 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 hardest points in my life are if I go boxing or if I have a hard workout and I'm like I need some pain in my life in order to realize that like yeah uh, to turn down my the volume of my daily life because the, my daily life is soft so i need to read about something hard because yeah. i can't exactly go and experience lots of hard things so yeah. this is why i like like reading about these books particularly the ship books so i thought you'd, you you'd get a kick out of those absolutely well yeah because those are those are i mean at sea is a real thing and especially those guys weren't exactly uh watermen too like you fall off the boat you die those guys those Some guys of them are, couldn't even they, swim, which is what crazy. I mean. That's what I'm saying. They weren't exactly watermen. <laughs> they weren't insane. exactly like they. Yeah, no, they couldn't even swim, and, yeah. and they would live on a ship for 20 years of their life. They didn't even know how to swim. Seriously. And also, if you fell off a ship in the ocean, those sh- those sailboats they, or the ships they can't turn around no. exactly. No, you know no, what no. I mean? So they just fucking left you. You're oh, like yeah. you're done. Oh yeah, yeah. This is uh, that's hardcore. Well, we we live in a pretty soft time right now. This is a pretty. Is yeah, a, it is soft. It, it is. is soft, we which do. I'm thankful for in some capacity. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, like, like there's no doubt. But like, so, so that's why I, we have I to think self-induce. particularly young men, I think. Yeah. Well, that's why they like you, I think, is yeah. because they see you risking your life on, on a wave. And then they like, all right, well, I'm not willing to risk my life at a wave, but I'll go to a pool and lift out and work, uh, move weights at the bottom of the pool. Cause at least, uh, that's a little bit of hard. You know what I mean? I think that's why a lot of young men admire you. Yeah. Well, the stress is good. It, it's it. We need it. We're designed for it. You know that kind of constructive stress that you can control the environment, uh, and and because it's the other one. If you induce it, you you don't always have the, you don't have as much participation in the outcome. If it's just being subject, if you're being subjected to it, you know, like a giant wave, it, it can decide not to let you up. Versus at least in the pool, you can always just let go of your weights and swim to the surface, but we kind of have to induce it now. It's almost like we're forced it. You know, a lot of the stuff that we're doing is we're inducing things that we were getting naturally. Like we were getting it from, it's like, now we don't get enough sun. So we got to supplement and take vitamin D. It's like, we're having to, we're having to make up for the fact that we're not getting a lot of this stuff that we need biologically. And then that's, and that stress, that's why the heat and ice is great. That's why the breath work was great. That's why the pool stuff is great because it's it's a one one of the ways to stress to stress the system because the system really needs for it to to really work correctly. It needs a certain amount of stress and not stress of hey I owe taxes or hey I'm in the, in the traffic, but like some other stress that's a little more you know a little more just purely physical. So. Yeah, I remember um, looking at uh, buying a treadmill for my desk, and then I like was like, "What the fuck am I doing?" This life, I'm gonna put a, a fucking walking treadmill on a desk. We don't walk then, enough. Is, and then I like, I, 
Yeah. I smacked myself. I was like, this is not the life, man. I'm this is literally a hamster wheel. What am I doing? I'm not buying a treadmill for a desk. If I gotta buy a treadmill for a desk, my I'm I'm broken. I've lost. Yeah, but we're almost forced into that. So we don't, I mean, it's like I was like I said, I was in Europe and all they do is walk over there. You know, it's like they do a lot of walking. We don't walk as nearly as much because we just don't live in those. I mean, I guess in New York you can, you know, where you have where you can just if you want, you can just you can force yourself. You have to force yourself. But in Europe, they really do it a lot. They do a lot of walking. And you realize how well we, we our system really does well with walking. Like we're designed, we're walkers. Like that's our one of our big evolutions was that we came up off all fours and started walking. And so our metabolism and everything just functions a lot better when we walk. And so uh, it, it, it's, you know, it's like you said here, now we're having to like, buy things so we can stand in a room and walk it's terrible <laughs> yeah no, i know i i i almost bought one and then i was going i like went through an existential crisis i'm like what am i doing i don't have I'm to doing, do this yeah. i'm not gonna better to go better you know to just I mean? force yourself to go for a walk in the park or something you know make them make time right well i appreciate you doing this i uh, yeah. i really admire you i i i i admire the family you've built the the Thank life that you built um i'm excited that uh we were able to talk Sam, I really appreciate your time and thank you. I appreciate the admiration and uh, you know what? It seems like you're, you're already, you're already uh, there already. So that's the, that's it. I, I'm basically, uh, I, I, I read history because I like to uh, see the mistakes as well as the wins that people have made. And that's mm -hmm. one of the reasons why I like following you is I'm just like, what wins did he make? And you know, that kind of helps point to me to the direction. What mistakes did he make? All right, I'm going to try and avoid that one. Yeah. And hopefully uh, uh, it works out. But you've definitely kind of paved the path for me and a bunch of other people. So I appreciate well, that. I think I think that's one of the things that makes humans unique is that we can learn from the other people, uh, the, you know, how to and how not to. It's like so that's the that's a that's one one of the things that really helps us, you know, is that we can if we can. I mean, the best is to learn from other people's mistakes. <laughs> you know but we have a tendency sometimes to need to make them ourselves that's part of part of being human i think too so all right well, i appreciate you man thanks for coming yeah. i feel like i can rule the world i know i could be what i want to i put my all in it like no days off on the road let's travel never looking back like